the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your Toronto Raptors. Now, here are your hosts, Connor Chambers and Adam Corsair. The NBA has got to get their math right. This is the unofficial slash unnumeric, innumeric, innumerable, halfway point <laughs> of the NBA season. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are brought to you by the stadiumscene.tv network. We are past Valentine's Day, but that does not mean the sensuous laughter of my ho- co-host, Connor Chambers, did not ring through. What's going on, you're, Connor? You're, you're quick with it, eh? I'm trying. I'm Johnny on the spot. Oh, my I'm trying. Well, you, you gave a little giggle. It's because it was funny. You did a little giggle. And... <laughs> And, that's because that's because you put in a valiant effort. I respect it. Listen, I got a chuckle. You make all the men jealous and all the women squeal. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what, I'm, that's, that's, what, that's what the streets are saying. Eh? That's what legend says. I mean, that's what Rich says. Yeah, this is what Rich says. He's he, um, sourcing out venues for his wedding. Apparently, I'm not invited. Oh, that- he says uh, I'm too much of a. A liability. Of a liability. <laughs> <laughs> said, especially on the dance floor, he said, I can't be up there. So. No way. Yeah, that's what he said. And I said, if what if I sit down? He goes, no, the ladies will go to you. And I said, that's a problem. I don't want to steal his thunder. So you know, I'm out. You know, when uh, I mean, they don't do this at weddings. At least they didn't do this at mine. But, you know, when they're like, if anybody has anything to say or about why these people should be married. Like, you won't even have to say anything. And the show, I don't need to. She's just no. going to turn around and be like, I think I'm... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she might just point. She just turn around and point and not even say a word. Shit. Damn. The, that's the, awkward. The Reverend's like, no, no, you're not supposed... To, it's them that need to say <laughs> not, not you. Not you. You should be committed at this point. <laughs> you're here. And you're in the dress. Do you think... Has anyone ever said, like... I wonder if there's ever been like truthfully a non-staged like someone actually coming out and saying that they object to this and giving valid reasons that like you either have to have a set of balls or just be the most delusional person. Like it's one way or the other. You're either like very valid in what you're saying or you're hella delusional. And that takes a lot of bravery to do that at a wedding. It definitely happened in like puritan times you can definitely yes. see that yeah 100 um, percent. in modern times probably it's, it's had to have happened thou hast laid seed yes. upon thy yes. maiden yes <laughs> yes yes incredible um, what an objection yeah i mean that's that's how i would object oh for sure me too you know um anyway so this is what is regarded as the halfway point of the season in the NBA, even though I think we got what? It, how many games are we in? Fifty-five games in for the Raptors. It's so weird. It's just like it's it's not. We're past the halfway point, but it feels like we're not. Like or feels or feels like this is the halfway point, but we're past it. Like, it's just no, it's bizarre. Um, I think there's a lot of ground that's been solidified when it comes to not just the Raptors, but yeah, multiple teams. Um, with maybe the exception, and we can get into this later if you want, 
maybe the exception of the Milwaukee Bucks, just because their coaching situation seems a bit tenuous. To say the least. Um, Doc Rivers, a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that later. But speaking of the Raptors, first and foremost. Um, oh, yeah, we're a Raptors podcast. Oh, yeah. Keep forgetting. I thought no, we were no, a marriage no, no, podcast. No, 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 we're a Kings podcast. Um, <laughs> come on. Everyone knows that. Um, this is a time, I, it, you know, typically where we evaluate teams in the NBA. It doesn't have to be just our favorite teams. We say, okay, these teams definitely seem to be shoe-ins. They've made, you know, additions at the trade deadline. They're making a run for it. Some teams, such as the Raptors, you would think, and I'll get to this in a bit, are they're far cries from a playoff run. They've sort of thrown in the towel. They're just going to try to sludge their way through. That being said, um, they've remained steady in 12th place. You know, I think for the past three episodes that we've done, they've been in 12th place. The record is 19 and 36. They still have not cracked that 20 win mark. Although today, being February the 22nd, Thursday, they are playing the Brooklyn Nets, so they could hit that 20 win mark. We'll see. Um, and they are well outside of a play-in spot, well outside being two spots out. There have been improvements that you and I regarded as such for the long-term health of the team, keyword being long-term, not the short-term. That being said, with everything that's been done, trades, the record, the play, the enthusiasm or lack thereof, are you satisfied on February the 22nd, 2024, with your Toronto Raptors now, given what we were thinking in the beginning of the season? Yes. All right. Um, I'm satisfied because ultimately any reasonable Raptors fan understood that this season was a lost season. And I'm sorry if you're sitting here, I thought they could have done, then you're just as delusional as Masai Jiri and Bobby Webster were last year. Okay, so this season was was a foregone conclusion that it was that this team was not going to be competitive. Could they have made the play in? Sure. But that's not the goal. So. Last year, the Raptors got burned by trading for an asset in Yaka Pirtle, giving up a valuable pick. Understanding now that that's very valuable in the position the Raptors are in. And letting Fred Van Vliet walk for nothing. Those were mistakes that could not happen again this year. And I'm glad to see that the two most valuable assets on the team at the beginning of the season, being Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, were moved for assets, were moved for pieces that can contribute not only now, but in the future. So you look at the core that we have now of that's constructed the the, the barbecue core, the BBQ, Barnes, Barrett, Quickly, that is a core that you can look at that has some promise to the future and say, okay, look, like we, we got we got something here. We're cooking with something. So there's tangibility there. Grady Dick has been showing flashes over the last few games that maybe he can be a contributor, especially if he gets that shot down that's so valuable to that team just to be a little bit of an outlet, give, give a stretch threat, space the floor a little bit more for some of those guys to attack, like, that provides value. You're starting to see that a bit. So maybe that's a good sign. 
it's trending in the right direction of a team that you want to be garbage now, but have promise and hope that the pieces that are young to this team are going to grow and develop into what we've seen from other teams over the last few years, in particular, no order, like Cleveland Cavaliers, Sacramento Kings, even right. Like we're talking those teams that Memphis, right? Like we're talking teams that were garbage, Oklahoma City Thunder, obviously, Pacers. another example. Pacers, mm. great example. Those type of teams, um, Minnesota even to, to a degree, like we'll, we'll throw Minnesota in there, right? Like Knicks? You got to Knicks, include the Knicks. Knicks, Knicks because of OG. But like, anyways, I Brunson digress. too. Uh, Brunson's been amazing. I mean, but look, OG's been out and the Knicks have lost four in a row. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, otherwise, I'm, like those teams are showing that they have the ability to do it, and that's that's the trajectory that you're hoping the Toronto Raptors get to. These moves allow for that; it creates that possibility. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, does it suck not winning? Of course it does, but you have to be realistic about the landscape of things and understand that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I like where the Toronto Raptors are currently sitting at. Yeah, they're not winning games on paper, but they are winning as a franchise in Correct. terms of. Um, the long-term health and stability and look there's there's a couple things i want to bring up there um we're gonna get into a more in-depth conversation about the fan base in a little bit but i think when fans hear the term core they're so used to lowry derozan um Kawhi, ibaka lowry gasol core or uh van vliet siakam ananobi core yeah i do think this franchise is building around scotty barnes as they ought to but don't get it twisted when we say core we're not necessarily meaning like these are the guys that are going to win us to a championship this is just a launching pad right correct Correct. scotty Barnes should be part of that um future core or current core whatever he's going to be be the only untouchable yeah he's a fixture even though I love, I do actually really like Barry and quickly, but quickly, Scotty yeah. Barnes is, yeah. is the guy. Yes. I don't necessarily think that Barrett is going to be such an important piece moving forward that he's going to be a maker. Like if, if, if the Raptors continue to build well and, and RJ Barrett gets hurt, I'm not like, well, there goes the season. You're, you're thinking that's an important piece, but it's not something that's beyond, you know, being mitigated. Um, maybe quickly as a tier above that. I think he probably will be. But there is certainly room for additions on this squad to make it stronger and to fluctuate the core, maybe, or to strengthen the core or to broaden the core. So when we say the core of the BBQ core, we're not saying that these are going to be the guys that the organization is going to build around. They are all untouchable. No. Um, it probably ranks Barnes quickly Barrett, I would That's say. That's how I would have it, yeah. Um, which is fine. It's just a good, you know, it, it's sort of like that DeRozan, Lowry core back in, I, I don't know, 15, 2015, where it just wasn't complete yet, but you could see... Yeah, something's going to blossom yeah. out of that. Yeah. I think that's what we're looking at when it comes to these three guys. Second point I wanted to make is... While, yes, you see the the attempts of this Raptor squad to move forward with young talent, controllable talent, um, and with cap flexibility 
to maybe pursue a free agent um, that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to afford had they not made these moves at the deadline. You spoke of teams like, you know, Cleveland, even though there's, I feel like there's cracks in the foundation when it comes to Cleveland, but the point was after LeBron left, they made these moves to get stronger and they, they ended up getting there. Mm -hmm. Um, The Knicks, even the Pacers, what have you. Are you worried that the Raptors are going to turn into a franchise like Orlando that try as they might, even though the effort is there, they're just not able to break the hump or a team like the Hawks. Like they tried, they try and it's just sort of blowing up in their face with Murray and everything. It's, it's not, it's not turning into a situation that you want to sort of idolize. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think so. Um, I think that that's tough. Like, of course, there's always that ability that Toronto could end up like them. I think that Scotty Barnes just has a higher ceiling than any player on Orlando or Atlanta. Mm. Um, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. Players are not yet necessarily being like, I want to go play with Trey Young. I haven't heard any rumors or anyone saying that. No one's been saying, I want to go play with Paolo Bancaro yet. I think Paolo Bancaro is a great talent, but not no one's saying that. Yet. And people aren't saying that about Scotty Barnes yet. But I think that there's going to come a, a time and a period in the next two years when, because next year I think is going to be a bad, another rough year as well. Don't get it twisted. But the... 2025 to 2026 season is the one where I think a lot of people are going to be like, I want to go play with that guy, right? Who wouldn't want to go play with a guy that's the Sky Burns that's going to make your life easier? And if there's already complementary pieces in there, assuming, you know, guys like Barrett and Quickly are still around, I foresee that to be the case in, at that time, then why not want to join that? Why not be like, I'm the missing piece for that? I think that if they're progressing to a level that we expect them to, it's really going to only take one one piece to get that team to where they need to be. And I think that they're doing a good enough job of surrounding them with talent that complements Scotty Barnes. I think they were trying to like put pieces of a puzzle that were uh, was the it was just an incomplete puzzle in sure. general right and trying to patchwork things and make things work but there's a clear direction here as to who that guy's going to be and i don't think the raptors really had that after Kawhi left and i think they were trying a bunch of different things and nothing just really stuck and i think they have a better understanding now regardless of whether it's Masai Ujiri and company or some other regime at that point i think that there's more of a clear direction of how this team is going to operate so to me, I'm I'm pretty confident that they won't turn out to be like that. But you just you just never you never know, right? But my finger, like like as as critical as I've been about this team, I I don't think that they'll end up like that. I think also the difference is is that they're sort of stockpiled with picks at mm-hmm. least for 2020 the 2024 draft, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and you know, I think when you have people that have done it before won a championship before there's a path in which is i don't want to say replicable but it's you have a feel for what it takes to form a championship team absolutely um 
And to your point about Scotty Barnes, you're, you're seeing it now, maybe to a not a desirable degree. And I know Kelly Olynyk is the apple of everyone's eye in Canada right now, but he said he would like to finish his career with the Raptors. He would like an, uh, uh, another extension mm-hmm. with the Raptors. He could see it. I don't know how much that has to do with Scotty Barnes versus I kind of like being home. Um, maybe it's more of the latter, but maybe he sees something. And this is, again, he's not an all-star, but this is a veteran. This is a guy that's been on numerous teams, has been to in, in playoff situations, deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If he's saying, I like what this organization is cooking up, I'd like to be a part of it, could be, could be just cliche, fan mm-hmm. speak, fine. But sure. I think... I, don't, I have no reason to think that he's not being genuine about it. I, there's no reason for him to be disingenuous about that. If if no one's asking him directly, would you spend the rest of your career in Toronto? Right. Like, there's no reason for him to divulge that information if he doesn't have to, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, look, he's had... He had two games that I thought were were really good here with, with, the, with the Raptors. Um, I mean... Good for Kelly Olynyk standards, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and you know, you, you take that and and you, you kind of try to build off that. I think Kelly Olynyk is going to be a really good locker room guy, right? And I think that this is a massive component of this that people may not necessarily understand. And he's really good fundamental basketball player, so he's going to be a, a guy that guys can lean on for a few, you know, pointers how to be. A, a lottery pick that makes it through the league and goes into deep playoff runs. And he's just going to provide good experience for those guys. I like having him around if he likes the guys here. I mean, I think that's a testament that guys seen a lot of locker rooms, like you had mentioned and experienced a lot of different experiences. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that's not for nothing. I think that's something that, you know, we should be kind of diving into a bit more as a fan base and kind of understanding that, yeah, the Raptors are cooking up something here that, you know, even if he's a, a Thaddeus Young in a couple of years that plays a little bit here and there, but kind of rides the bench and, and that point, I'll still fucking take that for Kelly Olenek. I was going to say he's basically the Thad Young slash Otto Porter role without the franchise trying to win a championship. Or yes, to but he's actually contributing quite well. Yes. <laughs> like um, stats-wise. So. so we can wrap it up with this. Are you anticipating, given what we've just talked about, are, we, are you anticipating a surge in motivation for the team to make a play-in spot? And I ask this, not because I want it. Everyone who listens to the show knows that we don't. But Ryan Wallstadt tweeted out, and this could just be coach speak, but he tweeted uh, yesterday that Darko said the Raptors are playing to win. You're supposed to say that. I get that. But then went on to get the experience of the play-in. I don't understand why. Why are you trying to get to the play? The reason why I feel like he's trying to get there as a team is all you have to say is we're trying to win as many games as possible. Sure. Why add in the we're trying to get the experience of the play-in? For who? Who? Who needs that experience on this team? Mm. I mean, it's the young guys, right? But it's it's still like... Does Grady know. Dick need play in experience right now? I don't think so. No, I don't even think I don't at this point still I know he's been playing well. I don't even know if he's getting minutes in a playing game. That's Gary right? Trent definitely does I mean he's in the 
this could just be gaslighting because Gary Trent Jr. is getting starting minutes. So probably not trying to win as many games <laughs> as possible. But at the same time, like, Scotty Barnes doesn't need this experience. I mean, just because he had it doesn't mean it's not beneficial if he gets it now. Sure. But the way it was framed is we need to get that experience. Some mm-hmm. of them already have that experience. Kelly Olenek definitely has that experience. Scotty Barnes has that experience. Fucking Chris Boucher has this experience. <laughs> like, who needs this experience? Do you think this? I is wonder. Post-game? I just. I just wonder if this is the Raptors front office saying like, when, mm-hmm. because we don't want to defer this pick. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like get out of get out of top six and try to make these guys win games because we're okay with giving up this pick now, but we don't want to have to give up a pick in 2025. Okay, so yes, we're trying to win, so we we don't have to defer the pick. Mm-hmm. But and if you're trying to win, like if you're if you're going to try to win games, you might as well try to get into the play-in. This is I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Now, I don't. I guess I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. The reason, if if we completely owned our pick and had no deferrals or whatever, I'd say you like this is this is asinine. This is mm-hmm. ridiculous. But. <laughs> If you're going to try to stay out of the top six because it's a bit of a weaker draft, then this might be the only situation where I'm like, try to get in the play-in and see what happens. I think they're too far out for it. You know, Atlanta's currently occupying that last play-in spot, and the Raptors are five games back of them with, what, 30-ish games to play? Yeah. It's a lot to make up. Um. It's, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible. We also have to jump Brooklyn Nets, too, and they could get hot or whatever. You never know. You never know. Anything can happen. But I just don't I just don't see that. And then you're probably playing, you know, Miami or Indiana or Orlando. Maybe even Philly, depending on what happens oh, or or the Knicks, if they keep free falling. And at that point, you're you're going to lose. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you frame it that way, I don't think maybe this is have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. got your picks, you you yep. traded away your assets. Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And if you make a play in run, I mean, your chances are you're going to get booted first round. And if sure. you don't, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I think it's. You're playing with house money at that point. Yeah. And you take it, but it's just, it's just so weird, no? Like, it's just a weird, I don't know. Five games back. Yeah, they could do it. I, I really don't want them to have to <laughs> d- defer that pick. I really don't want them to do that. The only reason, the only way I'd be comfortable with this is if they ended up, like, in the like if they if they ended up in the top four from like lottery balls or something then it's like okay that's fine mm. but you really don't want to have to defer that pick to next year like if you end up sixth that's just shit yeah that's bad luck yeah that's shit no so either be seventh either be seventh or higher or lower or get in the top four yeah, lower, don't right. be in that don't be in that five six range right yeah get seventh Mm-hmm. Draft Bronny, and then you get LeBron. 
Bronze. Why you... nah, no one's drafting Bronny seven. He's getting drafted in the first round. No, he's not. Would you like to put money on this? Because you are drafting LeBron James. They've scouted him. The Raptors have scouted him. I, I, I know, but I think they're going to use one of those later first-round picks on Bronny. Okay, so he's going to go in the first round. No. I, I don't think there's no way. There's no way. Is LeBron there's James no, a first-round pick in 2024? There's no fucking way this guy gets drafted. Ah, fuck. Is LeBron James a first-round pick in 2024? Yes. Then you're drafting his son. <laughs> because you're getting LeBron James if you draft his son. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying your argument isn't sound. Like this is I just can't wrap my head around. I fuck, I don't know. Yeah, someone's going to do it, I guess. I hope it's just because one of the contending teams would do it. Like they take him with a late first round pick Hell probably, yeah, right? They would. Fuck yeah, yeah. they would. Uh you know, like I don't want it to be the Raptors because I, I sort of like this internal organic growth uh-huh. that's happening. And not that having LeBron in Toronto would be entertaining. It most certainly would. Oh, sure. Oh, sure it would. Instant title contenders. Yes. I just don't know that Masai Ujiri would be willing to bend the knee to Masai, I mean, to LeBron when it comes to like. He'd be trade the GM. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. I just don't see Masai doing that. I think I think LeBron James might make a better GM than Masai anyways. That, oh, wow. Oh, hot, hot take. take. Hot considering, take. Considering the moves that he's made in LA haven't, well, I guess in 2020. I don't count that. I do. I don't. I mean, it's a ring, but do you count the Dodgers in 2020? I don't count that shit. No. <laughs> exactly. The Dodger, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I think like I, I think I think he's I think he's had some unfortunate luck though too. Um, obviously, he doesn't control like signings and shit like that. I yeah. think some of the guys he's brought in have been good. And some of them haven't, uh, like understandably. But I think some of the signings really fucked the Lakers, to be honest. And and that I think was that's more on Palinka than anything. So I, I liked what they did. I truthfully I liked what they did last deadline. Um, I liked, I, I kind of like what they're, what they're doing. I mean, I, they got Spencer Dinwiddie for like vet men. Yeah. Raptors legend. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're, they're they, they, you'll always have pull if you have LeBron. Right. I, I so I think, I think they'll be fine, but yeah. LeGM. Yeah, man. He's going to go to wherever his son goes. If it's not Toronto, where do you want to see him go? And not the like, like not not the Lakers. Like, assuming Kings, it's a different team, Kings. Not just because of my love affair with the Kings. Um, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bulls. Just to really say, I am better than Jordan. He can't wear twenty three. What if he wears 32 in versus Michael Jordan? Yeah. He, he, can't wear, he can't wear six either there. No one nope. wears. Yeah. So that's tough. But um, Miami even? Go back to Miami? No, I'm do they good even with have that. a first? I don't even think they do. Um, Cleveland would be interesting. Ooh, the Thunder. Could you imagine? <sighs> they have a million picks. <laughs> 
Could you, or, or you know, the without tra- having LeBron. to trade for him, Golden State. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because hmm. Golden State was trying to get him. I don't know. I, I, as much as I would like the idea of LeBron playing for the Raptors, I don't want them to draft his son. Just yeah, because I'm, I just keep it going the way it is. I'm okay with that. Uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm okay if they don't, but I'm okay if they do. Oh, it will be exciting. We'll have a right? lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting, <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm sitting in the... I'm kind of Switzerland. I'm like, ah, neutral. Well, that's accelerating the championship. Case. Yes. And it kind of fucks everything in that regard. But it, but like, would you trade a five-year rebuild with no potential promise for like one year that's like we have a legitimate shot at a title? Like you're probably taking the one-year legitimate shot at a title. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's more of a sure thing than like, you know, we can look and say, you know, that we thought the Blue Jays were going to be winning World Series by now and they haven't. Right. So... You, anything can be surefire until it comes up and it's not. Right. So I take the thing that's guaranteed, I guess. I want to talk about the fan base. Um, oh, spicy. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of a lot of dissonance. Mm, Lay it on them. Yeah. Um, Floor is yours. And look, this doesn't represent the entire fan base. Not at all. This goes out or this is about, I should say, a vocal portion, large portion, on Twitter. Um, on our official account, at South of the Sixth, that is six spelled the number six in the letters I-X, um, I posted back in February. Um, I, I, do I want to bring attention to it? Uh, you're already here. All right. I posted, it's becoming easier and easier to tell which people hopped on the championship run bandwagon compared to those that have experienced this before. This being a downturn, a rebuild, a low point in terms of win losses in the franchise. A lot of people are big mad. A lot of people are really upset that Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi are no longer on this team. And they really, really, really wanted the team to re-sign both of them. Just just make it work. And bring them back. And let's go for a championship. Because spicy pee. And tornado emojis. And OG, I shoot. Was he, I don't shoot to miss. Like, all these things are fun. Where is our fun? This isn't fun. It seems that a lot of people that clearly jumped on the 2019 championship run don't know what it means to follow a franchise if you are an nfl fan this is very very reminiscent of how patriots fans were when brady left just piss and vinegar i want my championships and unaccepting of a rebuild. I don't know that that is an appropriate approach. It is certainly one that I disagree with. And quite frankly, I am just tired of hearing the bitching when the team isn't winning. I understand you want your team to win, but like we said at the top of the show, they are winning by doing this. They're just not winning games. 
they are winning as a franchise. And I just wanted to call attention, maybe get your finger on the pulse here, Connor, as our resident Torontonian. What is going on? Because I, Twitter has just been unleashed when it comes to this team, how it is evaluated, how fans are, I don't want to say turning their back on Masai, but it seems like the priority are the players, i.e. the ones that have gotten traded away, compared to the health, the strength, and the longevity of the franchise itself. What do you think? <laughs> we kind of knew that this might happen with the fan base, do we not? We said that there is, we already noticed that there is a divide, and we knew that one side was going to be happy and one side was not, depending on what was going to take place. I think that majority of fans, I will say, I agree with you that there is a definitely a loud portion of the Raptors fan base that says some things that just don't make sense. I will say, I think the majority of fans, true fans, understood that this was needed. So I will give credit there. But I I heard I heard this quote a long time ago and I'll never forget it. And they say the do you know what the definition of insanity is? Yeah, over and, it's and over. Yeah. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You are insane to think that if you were to resign Pascal Siakam and OG and Novia, this team was going to win. It's just not possible. And it allowed the Toronto Raptors to get assets that tailor Scotty Barnes's game better and also match up with his timeline a lot more. By the time Scotty's in his prime, Pascal's not, and OG is maybe teetering on the edge, but OG is always kind of he's off injured. Mm. And Pascal would truthfully not be a 1B, he would be a 2 or a 3. So it literally made zero sense to keep them around. So from that perspective, it's like I, I don't I don't you can't even argue with them because they they have no understanding. Like there's there's no there's no sense of anything other than this is my opinion. This is correct. And it's like you can't debate somebody then if that's the case. So I think I think that Toronto are are kind of they I, th I think that they were already upset with Masai and Bobby and I think that you know this has kind of put a little bit of water over the flame for now but that flame is just going to erupt again it's just it's it's put a you know it's like the band-aid on a wound that's already bleeding profusely it's like yeah it stops it for a second and then it's just going to keep coming back that will happen and I don't think that Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster will be here the next time the Raptors win a championship. I think it will be someone else um, because I don't think the Raptors are winning a championship within the next three years. And I think by that point, whether it's MLSE or Masai himself, I think we'll just someone will say goodbye. So, um, I just think the Raptors fans need to learn to be patient, man. This is the point of building a, a good team. Like the Milwaukee Bucks had gone through this. They got Giannis and now they've built something where they're like each year they're right at the top. The The Celtics kind of did something like this. It was, it was kind of a abbreviated thing, but they ended up getting Jason Tatum. Mm 
mm-hmm. and Jalen Brown. And so their three years of kind of sucking turned into this. It can happen. You just need to be patient. We have the right guy in place where you can look and say that guy can be an MVP type player when he gets into his prime. He's got all he's got all the abilities for it. He's he's a well-rounded player. It's it's the way that it is. So Raptors fans, be fucking patient, please. Just patience. And not to mention, it was financially impossible to retain both of them. Correct. It literally couldn't happen. And I also want to point this out because speaking of longevity, speaking of eyes to the future, yes, Scotty Barnes is the cornerstone of the organization. Mm -hmm. Yes, Scotty Barnes is what you want to build around. But don't think for a second that in eight, ten years, same shit's going to happen. Not going to happen to him. One million percent will, yeah. If the Raptors aren't winning or they're not close... Something bad happened, whatever, and and less than a decade or close to it. Yeah, because you want to know what Connor and I were saying two years ago? Summer going into, what was it, 2022? Mm Mm-hmm. When KD was uh, on the radar? Man, Pascal Siakam is the cornerstone of this organization. Got to build around him. And now he's gone. Rightfully so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be loyal to the team. Love your players. Love your favorite player. That's fine. But be loyal to the team because players come and go. This is why I don't like buying jerseys anymore. And the only one that I have bought in recently, Josh Allen, and... I'm afraid one day he's being going to become the me- next Matthew Stafford, but that is a story for another day. Oh, don't say that. It's ridiculous. We'll talk about it off air. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put it out there. Like, Don't get so bogged down in the wins and losses. Right? It's, it, they're not going to come this year. And maybe they'll, they'll make a play-in. Great. Like as we said before, have your cake and eat it too. Fine. Like, that'd be cool, I guess. Just to get booted. Fine. <laughs> Sick. Um, if that's what makes you guys happy. But in no way should I hear people say, much like the quote from Darko, man, if only they could make the plan. Because, being honest, playing for what? Preach, Messiah. Yeah. Um... Speaking of being loyal to your team and not the player, let's talk about Vince. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. That's incredible. Let's talk about Vince. Let's talk Hall about of Fame finalist. First year. Congratulations. Of eligibility, Vince Carter. Uh, we find out whether or not he's going to be inducted on April the 6th, but given the list... I think Chauncey Billups is on the list. That's the next big highlight name. Vince has a, a fairly good shot of getting in. Um, he was asked on FanDuel's run it back what jersey he would like to be inducted in. I'll let the audio speak for itself. Which jersey are you rocking Hall of Fame if you had to choose Toronto. one? Both legendary stops. Yeah. Toronto. Mm. Toronto. 
it, 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 I mean, it has to be. That's where it started. That's where it all, you know, to continue the, the rise. Yes, I had great years in Jersey, but it started there. And my confidence and, and, and understanding the player that I, I, I could be in the league was, was trending upwards still in Toronto. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. This would be the first time a Raptor would be represented in the Hall of Fame should he be inducted. Again, I feel like I know where you are on this, but as the resident Torontonio, Torontonian, Torontonio, Torontonian, first of all, is Vince the right person to be representing the Raptors in the Hall of Fame if he is inducted? And pulse check, are there still people sour about this? Still sour um, about this. Given the, the fact head, that I the, said, the, hold on, given the fact that I said, be loyal to the team and not the player. <laughs> the old heads are. Okay. The old heads. Everyone that I talked to that's like, that was a fan of the OG team, whatever. It's like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm, and I'm, uh, okay. I don't share that same sentiment, especially now in today's NBA that we have in even just professional sports in general. Mm. I think you see more often than not how the player actually gets done dirty by the organization and typically not the other way around. So um, Vince Carter at the root of everything basketball in Canada put the Toronto Raptors on the map and also influenced so many youth in this nation to play basketball. I don't know if you have Shea Gilgis Alexander, if you don't have Vince Carter. Fair. Uh, I don't know if you have Jamal Murray, if you don't have Vince Carter. I don't know if you don't have, there's, there's, there's a lot of Canadian players I can listen. And of course to Steve Nash's influence as well in Canadian basketball, it can't be discredited, but that's a completely separate conversation. Like Mm. Vince Carter was playing here in Toronto. He was flying high in the, in the ACC. Yes, he should be the one representing the Toronto Raptors. He should be the first player inducted with a Toronto Raptors jersey. He's the one that put this franchise into a state of relevance. He's the one. He was the face at that point. Did did things not end rainbows, sunshines, and butterflies? Yes, they ended sourly. But time heals all wounds. And I think that if you look at everything that he did, even, even in an economic level with the nightclub scene in Toronto the things that he did there like if you just break it down like that too and like making people realize and understand what an amazing city Toronto is like he always had love for the city right and that just speaks volumes so whatever happened in the organization is separate I think that his love for Toronto is never wavered and I think that anyone could really truly understand that and say that um yeah I'm, I I would be Really happy as a Raptors fan to see Vince Carter in there with with a Raptors jersey. Would be nice. Hundred percent. And it makes me wonder, you know, if these old heads are still bitter about it. First of all, there's no satisfying you. There's no. What else can he do? I mean, he, I'm not saying he walked it back, but it's at least he's. There was an attempt to make peace, you know, Olive Branch, and since then, you know. It, it seems to me that he's been speaking glowingly about the city, about the franchise. That he, 
it's not like it's not like someone that just constantly shits all over yeah. Toronto, right? Yeah. Um and if it's not going to be Vince, I guess maybe I mean if you consider Kyle a Hall Kyle. of Famer, yeah, I mean Kyle it, Kyle will make the Hall. So then we would have to wait. Yeah. A long time. Mhm. So Kyle, Kyle will make the Hall, I think. Yeah, I mean when I think it's borderline, but I think he makes it. When I think we the North, I think Damar, Kyle. When I think purple, I'm thinking Vince. Without a doubt. You know, Mighty Mouse, you could throw in there. Sure. But I'm thinking Vince. Not not Akeem Olajuwon? Nah, Muggsy. <laughs> no, Master P. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> no, Vince. Vince has talked glowingly about Toronto. I think he said that his biggest regret in his career was not having it work with uh, uh, McGrady in Toronto. Just staying, yeah. That's. I think that he said that's his regret. Like he's like, if if me and T Mac played in Toronto, like imagine if if Vince and and Tracy played almost or at least in their primes career in Toronto. They, you yeah. know, that would be that would have been legendary. Multiple rings. Wasn't Pippin on the way too? Might have been. I think Pippin was rumored to be traded to Toronto. I don't. I don't know if that timeline adds up though. With I don't think it does. That would be interesting. I'm gonna take a look while you think. I don't know if. I'm just again. It was a while. I think he was rumored to be tra- on the block to Toronto. Let's see. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Someone posted um, reliving the secret Scotty Pippen trade. Pippen and Carter pairing would have led Toronto Raptors to 1999 finals run. <laughs> Let's see. They were ready to trade Tracy McGrady for Scotty Pippen on draft night. Okay. So it wasn't the three of them. But still. No, no I would have rather see McGrady. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, like McGrady's 18. Um, and obviously Pippen was leaving the Bulls at that point too. Yeah, he and passed it. Yeah, he was passed. But but anyways, yes, I do think they would have made a... If they stayed, ooh, imagine the playoff games. It would have been electric. Like those two were just electric players. Mm. That would have been so electric to watch. And they would have had fun, man. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with this at all. Um, no. I do have an issue if, say, they decided to make a statue of him before Kyle. Fair. Kyle gets the statue. Vince can get the hall nod. Sure. But it's got to be an old school purple dino Raptors colors. I hope so. Don't don't put him in this fucking Chevron bullshit. Mm. Send him in the purple colors, please. I hope they have that as a as a thing. It would be weird to see him in anything but that, to be honest. So, speaking of, I hear, I think I read it in Forbes, that they're they being the Raptors are planning a uh, sort of a rebranding for the next season. Name or colors? Colors. Good design. Everything. Good. Mm. I think I think that they should though, and I think that aligns with 
I, I you have to create some type of buzz with this team. It's it's a new age of this team, and I think it's good to like the Chevron kind of. I just think of that with like 2019. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's cool there. And now like, let's do something new. Like that will forever have a place. Like I just envision like the red with Kawhi, Pascal, Fred. Yeah. Kind you know, like that's 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 a good memory. But leave, let's leave that there and let's like rebrand. Yeah. I'm I'm about it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. We the North is over. Um, yeah. Something. Um, uh huh. But all right, let's take a look ar- around the league. Um, this will be very All Star break centered. But before we do that, I just saw a tweet from NBA Central. NBA insider believes LeBron wants a nine-figure deal worth more than current contract from Lakers this offseason. So he's not going to Toronto. <laughs> no, he's probably just saying that because he's like, if you want me to stay in L.A., this is what it's going to take. Because I've heard that he's like, if if my son gets drafted somewhere, like I'll take a fucking cut. Because that's the only way teams will probably be able to fit him. Right. Is if he takes a cut to play with his son. Because otherwise, teams are going to like, like, this is the other thing about drafting, too. There's no guarantee. You draft his son, you can draft him first round. There's no guarantee he joins your team. I know he's publicly said it, and I understand that's like his goal, but there's still no guarantee. He pretty much would have to take like a vet minimum to join a team. Of of a good of a good caliber that would that would want to take that risk of, of yeah. drafting Bronny James for whatever like they probably have guys that are eating their cap like sure. LeBron would have to fucking soak a, a vet men or or you know a ten like like an MLE yeah, yeah. mid level exception deal to Could get him imagine? in right Could you imagine what would that do to the union? Well, it's LeBron James. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He is the union. No, I understand that, but like. I know. And teams could be like, uh, imagine if Siak would be like, we're not paying you that. LeBron yeah. got less than that. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're LeBron James? <laughs> yeah. But everyone, like like smart people will say this is an outlier. Right. This I is why. Right? Yeah. So. All right. Uh, All-star game. Some find it to be boring. This guy right here. <laughs> He's got two fingers, That's two it. thumbs. Um, not like the all-star game. <laughs> some find it to be entertaining. I get it. I, I just, for me, my stance is I can't take seriously something that the players don't take seriously at all. Um, the last the last good NBA all-star game was 2016 in Toronto. Oh, I remember. Yes. Ooh, that was good. That was, that was the last... That was Kobe's last All-Star game. Mm. That was the last All-Star game that actually was sick. The, the dunk contest was unbelievable. The game was electric. Like, was that they Levine? actually played. Levine and Gordon? Yeah, that was Levine and Gordon's yeah. uh, dunk contest. That was the last true, incredible All-Star game. Mm. That's it. Um, does it need to be fixed? Because people are talking about it needing to be fixed. The the competition yeah. level is where I'm at. Not the events, not the weekend. The weekend's fine. Like all the the glitz, the glamours, the celebrities, all that. It's fine. But in the way the game is presented, like I always used to, re- growing up, and I'm dating myself, but MLB All Star Game was always fucking awesome. It was always great. They had they had meaning though. Yes, and then it started to like. I mean, I I lost the the fantasy of all the home run derby. I mean, Hamilton killed the home run derby. 
<laughs> like there would never be another. McGuire killed it before that, but Hamilton pretty much killed the home run derby. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you always had the NBA All Star Game, and like you said, the last good one was in Toronto. The Pro Ball, no one, no one watches that. It's flag, it's flag football. No one's watching flag football to begin with. Does anybody care? You would know. Does anybody care about the NHL All Star Weekend? No, no, the players don't even go anymore. Okay. Like they, they find excuses to not go, and they'll take the fine. They're like, this is bullshit. And the players that have gone, um, there was like a clip of one guy doing the skills competition. He was putting in such minimal effort that he was getting booed because this past All Star game was in Toronto. And the fans were fucking booing him. And he's like a star player and he's like just skating around, like putting Doesn't no care. effort in. They're booing him. They're like, it's bullshit. Doesn't care. Yeah. So, so no. it's a glorified exhibition. And this year they almost scored 400 combined points, which is absurd. It's cool, like on paper, but it's absurd. Um, does it need to be fixed? And if you don't think so, cool. If you do, do you have any uh, ideas on that, how to fix it? Yeah, it needs to be fixed. And the only way to fix this is the same way that every other thing got fixed ever and that's to throw money at the players Mm. um i think that you know the reason why players play hard for like an in-season tournament is because there's money on the line right like the reason why like there's some there has to be something for them to do it as opposed to just like oh we won an all-star game and here's an mvp and they're like okay no one's ever going to talk about this again Mm. If you can walk out there a hundred thousand dollars richer, you know, two quarter of a million dollars richer for for the teams or whatever. Like I don't know what the number would take. Like sure. that's beyond me, especially when guys are making such and such. But you know, they get taxed up the fucking up shit. So maybe you go to Vegas where it's like tax free. You throw an event there all the time and, you know, now they can walk out of there tax free with that money. It's not bad. Now, now they play incentivized a little bit more because those guys are like, well, shit, I can buy this. I can buy this for for whoever I can do this for what? Mm. And, you know, I I think like the players will come to play, man. Players will come to play. Thing is, though, unlike the um, in-season tournament, and I think LeBron made light of this um, when it was happening. He was like, I don't need that money, but there are people on this roster that don't make that much that do. Sure. Every all-star there makes a shit ton of money. Sure. So it would have to be a big, big No, purse. No problem. Let them take that money, donate it to charity, and then they get tax breaks. Mm. Mm. At the end of the day, they're making money. Right. Right? So maybe it stretches out more than the quarter of a million, right? Like maybe now their tax breaks are fucking, they're getting back whatever, like right. because they're donating to charity because they're already making so much money. Ultimately, I just think that they might, like, I don't know what that number is going to have to take. And I don't know if the NBA is willing to fork that out for an all-star game, but I truthfully think that's the only way that you can fix it. Otherwise, what else is the point? Like the MLB always had a unique way where it's like, yeah, the, the you know, game seven, the host right. the home team is is the winner of the all-star game now players are playing they're like well shit if my team like i want to have home field advantage in the world series right i'll play now it's now it's just a joke but like there has to be something that motivates these players if you don't have anything to motivate them anymore they're not gonna they're not gonna play hard they're not gonna care right. it's a friendship league right 
and the skill is more the skill this league is more skilled than it's ever been and i just feel like it's just the showcasing of this talent is such a joke but it's never been more skilled than it is today and they no one just fucking no one cares you know when you have i mean dame being the mvp tossing up half court shots i'm just like it's fun but no one gives a shit like no No. one on that court gives a shit he's just flinging them up um and i mean maybe again maybe i'm misreading the room here i just feel like more people care about night one like skills challenge and you know three-point contest all that more than the actual game Maybe, but I don't know. I, I I don't know anyone who's talking about the skills challenge. I don't know anyone who's talking about. I didn't dunk hear contest, a single word on the dunk contest. Really? I didn't watch. Who won? Couldn't tell you. Who won? Matt McClung. McClung, yeah. Fucking great. Send him back to the G League again <laughs> and let him rot there. Like this is a joke. Like, yeah. like it's sick. The guy can hoop. He's in the G League. That's I mean, cool. Good for him because that's his spotlight. But it's not a good look on the NBA. The players don't want to do it. And I remember Jalen Browning dunked over a guy who's already fucking short and he was sitting in a chair. Like, this is, it's a mockery. It's a joke. And he missed it. Yeah, and he fucking missed yeah. it. Like, it's yeah. embarrassing. I mean, it's probably just because he's, like, purely left-handed. But it's a, it's, it's just, it's, just a, it's so unserious. It's so unserious. I don't know. Shit used to matter. Now it doesn't matter anymore. Maybe I sound old, but... Welcome. Mm. Welcome. Uh... Okay, well, let me get your thoughts on the LED court. I kind of dug it. I don't want to see. I actually, I actually liked it. I don't want to see that in season, but I liked it. No, I actually, I thought that it made the viewing experience better for something that was otherwise like dull. Especially too when there's like intricacies involved in how they're moving around in the court and stuff like that. I thought like that kind of created a path that might have actually helped both competitor and viewer. So I actually thought that that stuff was was like unique. I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, for don't don't bring it into game though or anything like that. Like I'm I'm good, but I thought the LED court served its purpose and it served it well. I thought it did a good job. Yeah. If you want to do that during the finals for like halftime or timeouts or something. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Sure. And not not in game, but not, like yeah. while there's breaks and stuff, I'm all for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. WNBA got a nod in this. Um, obviously, Steph reigns supreme, but <laughs> wasn't by much. Uh, thoughts? I mean, is this just being inclusive? I mean, it's not like they can't hoop, but um, no, I, I like I I, okay. I, th- I thought it was good. Like you know, she's a sharpshooter, right? Um, she was shooting at the uh, NBA line though, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. I think I think that's awesome. Like if you have they didn't do this like this wasn't something that was done for the sake of it. Like if she got blown out, then it's like, okay, what are we doing? Because then it actually just makes the WNBA look bad and it makes it look like this was just a ploy for whatever. I actually think that this was like a a truly like a legitimate matchup. Yeah. Um, And there was a lot more on the line for Steph Curry than there was on the other side because yeah. then it's like if curry loses that then 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 people are gonna be like oh fucking in his grill right right but if he wins it's kind of like oh i mean you should have won but um no i think i think the WNBA has like 
talent in that particular element of their game. Like you're not putting them into a dunk contest, but, <laughs> but, but you know, those women can shoot. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. Dame. Not Tyrese. Halliburton. Weird. Weird. I mean, he already won the three point contest. Did he need the MVP? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I, I, I he came out to ball there, but like tell him to ball out for the rest of the season, then we can talk. I just Tyrese had a game too, and it was in Indy. It's why he had a game. It's in Indy. So give it to him. I agree. I don't. I don't know what the rationale was, the politicking, all this shit. I'm off it. Give it to Tyrese. Tyrese yeah. is the man. I yeah. love him. I love his game. I love him. Give it to Reese, please. Lastly, Scotty, he was there. He had a little bit of a fumble during the skills challenge. Uh, I think after that, I think he was perfect in the passing. Um, and the shooting, he had a four-pointer. Um, he did very well after that. Uh, during the game, very salt and pepper highlights of like a dunk here, a dunk there. Nothing outrageous, but um, cool to see him represent. I had no issues. Um, just yeah, he was there. Give give him his recognition. Yeah. He could have literally done nothing all weekend, and it wouldn't have mattered to me. I think the fact that he was there was good recognition enough. Shows you know he came off a sophomore slump. In his third year, he's really turned it on. Um, and in a lot of counting stats, he's been better than Jason Tatum mm. this year, who some may argue is is one of the best players in the league. So, uh, well, if you ask Jason Tatum himself, he is the best player in the league. That's a separate conversation. But uh, Scotty Barnes is better than you, bro, bro. So, sucks to suck. Love the can't, can't even get out of your own division as being the best player. I mean, like I'd say, I'd say Joel Embiid is better than Jason Tatum. Like, I don't understand Tyrese Halliburton better than Jason Tatum. Like, not a hot take. Scotty Barnes might actually take. be better than Jason Tatum. <laughs> I mean, Celtics fans are screaming, but yeah, well, good for them. I take Scotty Barnes over Jason Tatum. I don't care. Debate a wall. So I've been, that... but I've been, I've been to Scotty Barnes. Like, yeah. Like, I, when you, like, I remember we had a conversation, me, you, Rich. What talking about Kevin Durant? Yeah, and both of you were like, "We I trade Scotty Barnes," and I was like, "I wouldn't." No, we've been on the Scotty Barnes train ever since we didn't get Suggs. So, yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll soak that one too. Hard, hard. I'll soak that one. I fucked that one up. It's not like we didn't get him. We just didn't choose him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What are we doing?" Scotty Barnes, guy can't shoot. What are we doing? Uh, man, imagine him in Orlando jersey right now, Scotty. Imagine Scotty, Paolo, and Franz. Yeah. Yeah. That team would be disgusting. <sighs> All right, let's move on. There is no Orlando game upcoming, but we do tonight, As actually right now, they're playing Brooklyn. As of this moment, the score is 30-21, to 21, end of Q1. 30-24. Oh, 30-24? Mm-hmm. If you refresh my Google machine says 3021 they're behind well google is uh they're behind on a lot of things lately but yeah alas. i saw it was trending today yeah they're trending today gmail was trending i don't know whatever it might be down 
Um, okay. Anyways, uh, what say ye? Win, loss. What do you got? I know the Raptors are winning right now, but I have to stick with my prediction that I had at the beginning of the day, and I'm saying that it is a loss because Brooklyn has a new coach, and I think that across any sport, teams always play a bit better. They always have a little tiny boost when there's a coaching change. Um, Mm. I think that if this was straight up, and Jacques Vaughn was still behind the bench, or still on the bench coaching the team, I would have said Toronto, um, because I think that Toronto are better than Brooklyn, despite what the standings say. However, uh, I'm going to say Brooklyn in this one. I know that Toronto's winning, but i got to stick with my gut. Toronto's home. Scotty Barnes, fresh off uh, all-star appearance. Calling this a win. Fair. Friday. Just, just, Just remember who went four for four last week. I know. Oh, we should say that. Yeah, last last time we recorded, we said a win versus Houston. They got it. We both called a loss for Cleveland. They lost. Uh, I said they were going to win against San Antonio. You said Wemby was going to come out to play. He did. Oh, he did. Triple-double uh, with 10 blocks. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Uh, Raptors lost that, so you got that. And we both said lost to Indy. So mm-hmm. I went three for four. You went four for four. Yeah. Um, all right, so Friday... February 23rd at Atlanta. What do you say? Uh, Trey Young just always finds a way against the Raps, but different Raptors team. Um, yeah, I still think they lose. I got this as a win. I don't believe in Atlanta. I don't either, but Trey Young is just like a different player against the Raptors. So. Yeah, look, with these two wins, they're, they're creeping up to that playing spot. <laughs> look at that. Uh, Monday, February 26th at Indy. I'll take this one. They're going to lose. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. They sure are. I'm uh, changing. I'm, I see your edits, and I'm changing mine to loss. Because oh. I said loss. Oh, my bad. Uh, yeah. Wednesday, February 28th versus Dallas. They are home. I'm calling this a loss. Uh, yep. That's fair. Luca might actually put up fifty. Holy shit, fifty! I'm I'm calling a fifty a fifty burger from Luca in that game. I, I'm I'm trying to make one call for every time that we do this on like a stud player. I think Luca's gonna drop fifty on the round. Okay. Um, Friday, March the first. Golden State at home. What do you say? Yeah, the it's a Steph Curry masterpiece. It's a loss. Yeah. I'm calling the same. It's another loss. Uh, Sunday, March 3rd versus Charlotte. I'm going to call that a dub. I will also claim that as a victory for the Toronto Raptors. And lastly, Tuesday, March the 5th against New Orleans. This is a home game. Day of rest. What do you say? Yeah, I'm actually going to give this one a win. Oh, wow. um, I I know that I, th- I think New Orleans are a better team, but like I'm going to give this one a win. I yeah. said loss. So. Yeah, fair. I just I felt that, you know, maybe with the win against Charlotte, they might propel after a bit of a losing streak. So I'll just kind of ride the momentum a little bit. Well, there you go. Um, that is the conversation post All-Star break in the unofficial halfway point of the season. Is there any closing statements you would like to make about this team? Um, congratulations, Sky Barnes. Happy birthday, Darko Rakovich. Mm. Um, 
Raptors cannot lose either way. They're either winning by losing or or winning by winning because one way or the other, they either defer their pick or their picks is so bad that they get a good pick. And then, you know, I, I just think I just think that everyone needs to fucking chill and just be patient and let this ride out and see where see where this team lands. And then we can maybe not be as patient in two, three years. And then you have a bit more of a you know, I'd like to stand on, but for now, just enjoy the ride. Chill out. Remember that? Um, I think it was a wild card uh, tournament, two game, two, three game tournament um, against the Rays that the Blue Jays played, and it was the Shoemaker got pulled uh, series. Yeah, I think this was twenty twenty. Yep. Um, the first game was relatively close. The second game. We're like, okay, they gotta win this game, and they just get blown out. Hundred Ryu, like through Hundred Ryu through, yeah, shitty first inning, and they Korean bound Young Jin Ryu, yeah. And I was just like, well, (laughs) (laughs) might as well just watch this game. It was like completely stress free for the remaining of the eight innings. That is how I feel about this season. It's just kind of (laughs) like, well, just enjoy the ride because there's. There are there are no stakes, right? If they no. lose a bunch of games, you're just like, ah, well, hey, fuck, we'll we'll see what happens. And if they want to make a play, and you're like, cool. To Connor's point, don't stress. Just enjoy the ride. Like th- at this point, there's nothing to be stressed about. It's just literally passive basketball. And why would you want to be stressed heading into spring? Save no your need- stress. Save your stress for 2025. Yeah. Save your stress for 2026. Like don't. Don't stress now. There's no reason to. Don't save your stress for the Blue Jays. Or <laughs> save your stress for the Bills. Or the Leafs. Or the Leafs. First or round just do what I Leafs. do. Don't watch the regular season anymore because you know that there's they're going to be a great regular season team that suck in the playoffs. So Connor just, just loves watching only four playoff games with the Leafs. And that's it. Facts. It's just sweep. Fuck out. <laughs> And that's it. No right. second round for you. <laughs> um, anyways, if you like what you've heard, please take the time. Leave us five stars and a quick review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Mine is SoundCloud because you are not dope. Rapper, well, Connor is. I am not a dope. A spitfire game. Rapper, um, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, please give us a follow on Twitter at South to the Six. That is S O U T H O F T H E, the number six and the letters I X on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it. He is at Connor Chambers. I am at Adam Corsair, and we are done. Till next time, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.